This is the show last week we were talking about the dark side, the client side of things for us creative people out here. We know as creatives it's very easy for us to get wrapped up in our own creative plans and our own creative skills and knowledge and things that we completely forget that there's an other side to exactly what we're doing and that's the client side. We all have our post-COVID-19 plans and the things we want to do uh, uh, for, for the plans and things and we want to be want to do something about our charges, our services, our way of working and all of that. But how many of these plans of ours actually fitting the clients into things? Okay, so the, the, the topic today is to address some of the things that your clients will be looking out for post-COVID-19. Just as you are trying to get things done uh, for, for the COVID uh, uh, pandemic uh, afterwards, in the aftermath of it, you know, your client is also having some thoughts. And as a creative person, if you want to uh, maximize yourself post-COVID, you've got to know what your clients are thinking. All right? It's something that most of us don't pay attention to. And last week, we talked about a few of the things that your clients is actually going to be looking out for and things that you're actually even thinking of before COVID-19 that they will still be thinking about a lot more now. Uh, that things are, are very different. You know, we know the world is going to return to normal, but the normal will not be the average normal we have known. And to thank you very much uh, for joining us on Facebook and for those who are tuning in later on. Um, know that it's a conversation. You can have your contributions and questions and comments added to the comments section and we'll try to address them here. The goal is to share ideas about creativity and develop ourselves and how we can achieve more with our creative enterprise. Okay, profitable tailoring uh, joining on Instagram. Thanks very much for tuning in. So your contributions are welcomed about this. What are your thoughts regarding the client side of things as a creative person? Um, what exactly should you be preparing for with your clients in mind? I mean, what are you even planning for your clients right now? How many of us are actually planning to show love to our clients uh, during this period? How many, how many of us actually took time out to study our clients' own feelings, our clients' own desires, our clients' own expressions? So we, we, we looked at some of the things um, that our clients will be looking at for last uh, week. And I'll just quickly run through some of them so that we can go to the later part of um, the, the, the tips, okay? The first thing is to understand that your client is not paying you for your portfolio. From the very moment the client comes to you, they are not trying to uh, pay you uh, because, oh man, you're so awesome. They want to see you do it your own way, exactly the way you want it so that you can build your own portfolio. No, your client is not looking for some artistic stuff. Your client is looking for a solution to a problem that they have. So they have a problem, you can solve the problem, that is why they're with you. Not because they like your face, not because they like your studio, not because somebody said you are a nice person. No, not because all of that. Somebody just said that, look, if you want this problem solved, if you have this problem and you want to solve, this is the person that can solve it for you. Whether you said it in your advert or somebody recommended it uh, due to that person, that's not the point. The key thing is your client is showing up because you have capabilities to solve a problem for them. That is one. Okay, uh, number two, no matter how rich your client is, they are always looking for a better deal. Just as like you are always looking for a better deal in every situation you get into as a creative person, your client is also doing the same thing. Yes, it's a multinational conglomerate with all kinds of billions in their bank account. That doesn't mean they are ready and eager to throw as much billions as possible into whatever it is they are going to do. In fact, they only became a conglomerate because they didn't spend everything they made. Okay, so think about it that way that they are always looking for a good deal. No matter how big your client is, no matter how rich you think they are, they are always looking for a better deal. So if for some reason they are able to talk to someone who can deliver what you would deliver for a lower price, they will go for it. Alright, know that for a fact. So they are looking to save money just like you are looking to make more money. Um, there's an advice going on by experts and economists about uh, the post-COVID-19 uh, post world. And we have been advised to keep a lot of our uh, cash, not to spend um, anyhow. Now, you might think it's only you that are thinking that, uh, that you shouldn't spend. No, they are addressing your client as well. So they have been told also to keep their money. Okay? So your goal is to try and understand how to still get the little money they are spending out of their pockets while they are still going to use the little money they can give out to get what they want to, to do, to solve their own problems as well. So no matter how rich your client is, they are always looking for a better deal. So uh, put that in consideration in your negotiations and in your pricing for your products and services. Uh, number three, your client is not stupid about what they want. 
All right. Somebody made the mention of something at the beginning of the of the conversation last week about the client being king, and we had we work with that um, allusion to create a scenario as as to who exactly are you to this client that is king. Okay. Before I go into that, it came the name Princess Udogu Ng joined in on Facebook. Excuse me. Thanks very much for being here. It came the So now let's work with the notion that the client is king. All right. And like all of us probably are aware of. The king does not go conquering places by himself. The king actually has soldiers and generals. Actually has viziers, advisors, uh, and then chiefs who help him rule the kingdom. Yes, he's the king. He can command that a particular house be built on one particular hill in the kingdom. But he's not the one that's going to carry the cement and the blocks and the, the wood and things to go build that house. He's going to have to trust it to an accountant. He's going to have to trust it to a general. He's going to have to trust it to a builder to make that house happen. Consider yourself a general in the king's army, the client being king and you being the general that makes things happen. All right? The king wants to conquer that kingdom. You as a general don't come up and say, uh, your highness, we cannot do that. No. So your highness, all right, this kingdom is protected by this, by this, by that, and they are under treaty for this, for this, and that. So it's going to be difficult to take them, but we can if we get this and this and this. All right? So all you have to do is tell your, your, your king that we can do this, and this is how we can. We will encounter some challenges, and these are the potential outcomes, but we can do it. Right? So your client wants solutions. How you do it, how it gets done, is probably not going to be the first discussion your client brings to you. It's going to be a case of, I want my problem solved. So your client is king, but you are the general that makes things happen. And whether you suspect it or not, as a general, you are actually leading your king. Because ultimately what happens is, you see, and um, I'll, I'll get back to exactly how this leads to something else. What happens eventually is you have a king who trusts the general completely. Like, you know what? If the general says we can't win it, he goes like, okay, that's okay. I mean, the last one time I told him to do something, he went and did it and went beyond what I asked for. All right? And did more than I even expected was going to happen from that. So if he tells me now that this is going to be a bit of a challenge, then I should believe him. I mean, this is my general that has conquered so much land for me would not want to tell me that we can't do that ordinarily, right? He must have his reasons for it. So your king begins to trust you. And once your king begins to trust you, you are more in control of the kingdom than you think. Okay? Which often is why it is so easy for generals to take over presidencies. <sighs> That's a different matter entirely. But the, the key point there is just know that when the client is king, you are the general to make things happen. And your client is not stupid about what they want. And a lot of us go around thinking, oh, clients don't know what they want until they see it. Well, think about it this way. Clients just don't often know how to um, express what they have in their mind. You're a creative person. You know how this thing works, right? In that sometimes you have an idea for a project, a movie, a comic book, an illustration, a photography, uh, a fashion design, a, a furniture, a dress, something. You have it in your mind exactly how you want it to be, but somehow you can't put it down. You can't describe it to another tailor. You can't describe it to another carpenter. You can't describe it to another artist. You can't even get your computer to do it right because it's just not coming out. Does that make you stupid? No, it doesn't. Ultimately, it just means that it's, there's, there seems to be a disconnect between idea and realization. So your job as a creative person is to help your clients realize what they have in their head. And that will require conversations. That means uh, your job as a professional uh, is to listen, clarify, and diagnose your client's needs and problems. All right? Just very much like you're a doctor. Okay? As a doctor, I mean, imagine walking into a, a doctor's space and uh, the, the first time the doctor tells you, you, like, uh, okay, you're going to need three paracetamol and then three chloroquine tablets and then you take this for three days. And they just prescribe drugs for you without asking you what's wrong with you, where do you feel the pain or anything like that. Okay, we have um, Wisdom Stanta. Oh, my Wisdom Mama Baba, thank you very much for tuning in. Charles Shei, Kilanko, and then Ifai and Azado and Antishola, thank you very much for tuning in. Um, Lunaris joining on Instagram and Tolua Jai, the boss, thank you very much for joining in. And then Lunaris says, mm, can't hear anything. Are you sure about that, Lunaris? Uh, think about it again. Let me know if you can hear me. Okay, so. A doctor instead would actually sit you down and ask for your details. Okay, uh, where do you feel the pain? Uh, how long has it been? What was the last medication you took? Uh, when was the last time you ate something? What exactly did you eat? When did the pain start? When did the fever start? They want to find out the specific 
of the problem before they prescribe um, medication for you. So your job as um, a, a client, okay, your job for as a client is to, okay, I don't know, can you just, Lunari, let me know, can you hear me? Okay, uh, let me see what, what that problem is. Uh, I'm not sure how that is fixable. So, hold on. Okay, let me see if I can fix that a little bit. See, Lunaris, let me know as soon as possible if you can hear me, okay? Uh, let me know if you can hear me. All right. So, um, okay, I guess Facebook can hear me quite well. It's Instagram that we're having a little bit of issue with. Let me know as soon as you can hear me. So, your client is not stupid, number three. Your client knows what they want. They just often find it difficult to uh, connect that idea to expression. So, your job is to find out details so that you can help them actualize first their expression before you even actualize the idea itself so you need to listen clarify and diagnose your clients want to actually listen a lot more now and with the new challenges for communication for ideas expression for products and services um, okay i'm going to have to reset uh, instagram perhaps i'm going to end this and then start it again just in case uh, that's the problem with that okay so um i'll see you guys on instagram shortly okay Facebook, we're still on. All right. So, all right. Let's start Instagram again, just in case. So, I was saying, number three, your clients are not stupid. Um, you need to find out exactly uh, what they want. Okay. I, anybody that's connecting right now, please let me know if you can hear me on Instagram or back on for that one. So. Diagnose by listening and clarifying the issues before you prefer solutions. Your clients are not stupid. Most of us get the impression that when these people come in, they know nothing about our business and they just want to tell us what to do. Well, know that your clients came to you because they know what they want. They might not be able to express it, but they know what they want. So, listen and fight. And even if you have a counter idea to what you think is stupid that they want, always address their initial wants first before you prefer that's your extra solution that's your alternate solution to the problem all right so think about that with that number three number four your client has other options in fact now more than ever everybody will be looking for how they can get much of that client's uh, slice of the pie okay so there's going to be a lot more competition in terms of how people are going to try and get projects uh, yes you, the other creatives might not be as awesome as you are or their designs, ideas, and thoughts, and processes might not work as well as yours do, uh, well, they will be getting paid. You won't. All right? So you're going to have to determine if that is okay with you or not. So keep it in mind that your client has other options. More importantly now than ever, your client is trying to cut costs, they're trying to save money and get things done. So they will be looking out for as many options as possible. All right? So for every brief you send out, for every pitch, for every costing and invoice you send out, your client is comparing costs to make sure they can do it the best possible way. So your client has other options. That's number four. Um, number five, um, you are not bigger than your client. Okay? In fact, let me, let me rephrase that. You should not be bigger than your client. Not just in terms of money, in terms of corporate size or things, but more in terms of your mindset about it. See, your goal as a creative person should be to ensure that your clients are always bigger than you. Because the minute you become bigger than your clients, you have outgrown them. Okay? Because that means, that means their money is not the money you are looking for. That means their business is not the kind of business you are looking for right now because you have gone into other businesses that are higher and perhaps uh, more better paying than, than theirs. So your goal should be to constantly seek for clients that are bigger than you because once you get the bigger client you're no longer going to be able to do uh, the lower end things you you move on to that even if you take them on to be on different capacity and you are on a different level of priority so uh, don't approach any client with a size thing in mind our ego we've talked about it as creative persons we tend to want to feel that look i'm bigger than that i've already done a, a 500k job i don't think i should be doing a 250k job anymore bigger than that uh, this client is small just a personal I have five men in my studios. Uh, I mean, my studios has five creatives who are churning things out. This is just a single person that has walked in there. We're bigger than him. Well, no. 
all right? You're never bigger than your client. Your client is the one that helps you pay your bills. Your client is the one that helps you pay your staff and keeps your operations going. So yeah, you're never bigger than your client. Keep that in mind. Number six, your client is looking for new opportunities, just like you are, all right? At any point in time, your client is actively looking for new opportunities for growth and fresh income, just like you. So if you really want to keep your clients this period, all right, in fact, from ever uh, leaving you in the first place, the idea is to start thinking of new opportunities for them, all right? When you guys brainstorm in the office, that, that, I guess that's the essence of pitching uh, for most advertising agencies uh, on solicited pitches. You look out for potential clients or even clients that are presently working with you or that have worked with you in the past and you start thinking of new opportunities for them, you know, and then in those opportunities you think of, you factor yourself into the achievement of those opportunities. Okay, so that means you are thinking of an idea for, for your client, but it's an idea that you have to be the one to help them implement somehow, some way, okay, perhaps you're thinking about a new version of their product that they can launch. Um, uh, perhaps a, a new way to advertise that they were not thinking about. Uh, perhaps a new social media tool you have just discovered for your own business that you think will be good for their business. Perhaps um, a magazine, uh, an idea they could use, an event they could attend that make more sales. All right. So, or a, a special access to to an event or facility that will help them make their sales. Remember, your client is trying to make more money. They're looking for opportunities to make that happen any which way. So your, uh, your, your value to them will be better enhanced if you are constantly looking for new opportunities for them as well. Because if they grow, you grow. When they take these opportunities and they advance through you, then you become more valuable to them and you're actually in a better position to, put, to pitch more uh, ideas to them as well. Okay, uh, so is very important for creatives to listen. That is the key part of things. And I know for a lot of creatives, it's a problem, even for someone like me. We think we now have all the idea. You are sitting down there, your client says the first three statements, oh, I already know what you want. It's just a poster that has other things attached. And you begin to make notes and start designing. Clients like, no, let me finish it first before you start to do that. So it is kind of important uh, for you to listen. To listen. Henry Twisted, I pray they join it on Facebook. Henry, thanks very much for joining us. So listening to your client is key. Okay, well, we're talking about number six here about uh, your clients looking for new opportunities for growth and income, uh, and fresh income. So, you being able to prefer uh, or propose those opportunities for them or those uh, avenues for fresh income to them will put you in a better value position with your clients than regular. And now more than ever, everybody, your clients including, are looking for new opportunities. All right, uh, the world is changing. Things are not going to be business as usual. It's not going to be exactly the same way you used to operate. Um, they are looking for new ways to make things happen. You better start thinking like them so that you can fit into their plans or even be the one to propose those plans for them. Okay? So, an idea they could use access to anything. Think about it in that, those lines. Number seven. Um, your client is majorly concerned first and foremost about how the idea pays them before the details of what you are charging. Okay? They don't want to know how much you do your regular services, how much you get things done. Uh, they want to know if whatever you are presenting to them, the solution you are preferring, actually puts money in their pocket. I know um, how many clients we have worked with in the past or how many proposals we have tried to put out that didn't fly for only one reason. The client couldn't figure out how they are going to make money. We already knew how we're going to make money from it. I mean, come on now. By the time they pay us for our services, we already have money in our coffers. But the client could not figure out how to uh, convert those tools, those ideas, those thoughts, those projects into something that pays them immediately. So eventually, those things die. Okay? And it, it was a lesson. And it's something that we have been trying to like impart uh, continuously with creatives particularly. When you're presenting or discussing the client, a project with a client or a service with a client, the key thing is to keep it in mind that your client would only go ahead with this if somehow they are going to make money from this. Whether it's a marketing tool or a direct product sales uh, tool or something that's going to impact their sales immediately or for the future or impact their brand uh, over a period of time, they are constantly thinking of how this adds money to their pockets. It's not about how fancy it looks or how cool it's going to look in their in their uh, Instagram 
page and how things go. Uh, Rosan wrote to me, Rosan, Baba, thank you very much for joining on Instagram. Rosan, it's been, it's been forever. Hi, then, bro. Okay, so your client is looking for how the idea pays them first before they start to think about how much they can pay you. In fact, you are at a better advantage if your client sees how it pays them first. That way, if you are planning to charge, I mean, I don't know, 200,000 Naira, you can actually be looking at double the price when your client is already seeing how many millions they can make through this idea you have brought to them. And I can tell you how that has happened several times. We're talking to a client and then we have it in mind that, okay, we're just going to like um, increase this, the charge for this by like 45%, you know, just because this might take a little bit longer than normal. So by the time we finish the discussion for that service, all right, um, the client comes out boldly after saying, okay, this is good, this is nice, this is this, um, Ibrahim, I'm just telling you that um, we're only going to be able to pay this amount for this project. And the amount the client mentioned was actually three times what we were going to charge, even after we had increased it. Alright, so you see, for, once the client saw the value of that particular idea to their own business, they created a budget in their mind. They're not waiting for your charge. They just created a budget in their mind. And oftentimes, you might be in a better advantage uh, when you present things in that way first seeing the client side of things and how it pays them before it gets to you. So, when presenting a proposal or pitch, think about that at all times. Okay? Then number nine, um, your clients wish you be a lot more kinder than you think they do. Okay? They wish you be a lot more kinder. Uh, a lot of us um, take professionalism to mean when we talk to our clients, we are going to, we're going to have to be stiff-faced, we're going to have to be serious and look at them in the eye and talk like we are, we're in the presence of a tribunal. <laughs> so, because I did this. But more often than not, what actually makes us uh, work well with clients is how we're able to communicate on a, on a freer level, on a more kinder, humane level than, than just business. I found a lot of times clients become... Uh, uh, constant clients, even asking you to do projects that you are not actually offering as a service uh, of, for them, because now they can relate with you. You're you like you're like that um, confidence. They can tell, uh, talk to about their business. All right. I know how many clients have just uh, talked differently. You know a little bit about their lives, about their families and things, to understand where they're coming from, how things are on their side, and that has built and created relationships. All right that often make the client say, look, Ibrahim, I know you don't do this, uh, but I want you to find somebody who will do it for me. So you can supervise, you can make sure it happens. Just, I trust you. Okay? So you, you find that a lot more clients who wish they can have creatives that they can actually completely feel at ease with and trust. Okay? A creative that they can just know that, look, just give to this guy, he'll be fine. He's, he understands where I'm coming from, he knows where things are, he knows where the shoe, shoe pinches me because I've told him about it, we have discussed it beyond uh, just uh, business dealings, okay? So, understand that your client is actually wishing and hoping that you be a lot kinder than you think they want you to be, okay? And for if anything is going to go uh, the opposite direction, you can try being kind and see what your client's uh, response to your kindness is if it's a kind of a door then you can pull back but there's nothing wrong at any point in time in you being completely kind enough to understand your clients listen to them and then know them beyond just the business okay it always helps out uh okay gilbert uchena is joining on facebook as well as peter chizamba daniel peter daniel baba thank you very much for joining us on facebook okay so that's number i think okay, that was number eight actually Okay, this is number nine. Never miss an opportunity to acknowledge uh, when your client knows more about what they have asked for than you do. All right, that means your client knows a lot more about the project they are giving to you than you imagine. And don't lose the opportunity to acknowledge that for them. Don't lose the opportunity to tell them that, oh, sir, that's true, you're completely right on that one. And uh, wow, wow, you even know a lot about this thing that I do. It makes them feel at ease with you. Because nothing pleases the client more than the feeling that they know something you don't. Okay? I mean, I'm sure that is one of the, the rushes you get as a creative person. That's right. You're sitting in the room and everybody's talking and you realize that there's something that only you actually know in that room. And there's a feeling that comes with saying and everybody goes like, oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Ah, no, that's true. And they want to listen to for, for more about what you have to say. So your clients actually um, 
also uh, looking for an opportunity to show you that, look, I know some things as well. So here's one of the things I know. And when they do, do not fail to acknowledge that knowledge. Uh, and they are usually um, uh, eager to share such knowledge with you while you're doing the project, okay? And to your advantage, that helps you because the more knowledge they share about what they want to do, the more you're able to understand what they want achieved and that makes your work a lot easier. You might end up actually doing less work than you are actively being paid for, all right? Simply because you have decided to look uh, at things a lot more from the client side. In fact, uh, the, the entire idea behind this particular topic is to make sure us as creatives stop um, for a period of time. In fact, every, every now and then just stop and think less about yourself and more about the client. So I want to do this. I'm going to charge this amount. It's going to take us a month of days. It's going to cost us so much of things to do. That's what it means to me. But what does it mean to the client? All right? How does he see this? Why would a client expect you to get a three-day job delivered in one day? Is it because they don't care all the time? Or is it because they don't understand the process of what it takes? Or is it because they have seen it happen in 24 hours before? All right? So there's a lot of things one might need to understand. Uh, uh, okay, I don't know how to say that name. Pat Inona. The Pat Inona. Is it Pat Inona or Pat Inona? Pat Inona joined us on Instagram. Thank you very much uh, for being here. Remember, it's a contribution. Uh, it's a contributory conversation. So you have comments and questions and comments to share for anybody else to benefit from. You can put it on. Perhaps share your experiences with clients. And I know, um, and Shola is speaking from the point of a client's uh, there, what you said, creatives need to listen. All right, I know one of the um, uh, complaints I get from clients is creatives don't often hear things completely before they jump into boats, and that has caused a lot of problems for most creatives because you find out that you have rendered the project halfway before you realize that you missed a statement that your client was trying to tell you at the very beginning, and that makes things frustrating for both you and your client. First, you're going to spend more time, you're going to waste more money for, I mean, you're going to spend more time that you're not being paid for, okay? So, the, the, the key things is to always constantly, consistently look at things from your client's side of things. It's not the most horrible part of being creative. In fact, it's the best part of things. Um, us as creatives, we've talked about the idea that creativity is out there to solve problems. We do this to solve problems, to find solutions to problems. Um, obviously, those problems are not going to be just our own, right? The reason we take it as a profession, the reason why we are created uh, as a profession is because we solve problems for people. These people are our clients. They are not the dark side of our relationship. They are the other side of it. All right? It's the same coin. Both are lights. They are required for our coin to actually be able to continuously be valuable. So we need to keep constantly in mind uh, of our clients okay all right guys if you have any further comment or question you can put it in the comments uh on the on the page the alexander and joby alex Baba, thanks very much for doing our oh, and alex thanks a lot for the um little thunder 3d image we're going to share that with everybody out there soon he, he did an awesome rendition of a poster of little thunder from ics comics and um it's something you guys should see. It's really, really cool. We share that with you guys. Perhaps after the show, you, you get to see that. So, uh, uh, thank you very much again, guys, for joining us for the show today. We know things are not completely back to normal. Well, we are picking up, and I know by God's grace, a lot of things are going to ease out uh, soonest with COVID-19 pandemic and things. I know a lot of progress is being made uh, in, in, in discoveries for treatments and vaccination uh, and a cure for this particular uh, disease out there uh, so uh, great advice again as always guys stay safe wear your face mask wash your hands with soap and water as often as possible if you're going out and then use a hand sanitizer an aqua based hand sanitizer anytime you get to, you get the opportunity to do that and um, stay away from crowds okay we don't want a full crowd situation uh, uh, in, in our environment at all. Please avoid crowds and if you are feeling sick at all, uh, isolate yourself, stay away from people and cover your face with a face mask to protect the people around you. Okay? Um, to our Muslim brothers and sisters again, Barakah de Salah and for those who keep asking for meat for this particular Salah, 
no this is not the salad where ram is slaughtered okay guys so i'll watch out for the real one later that one is coming later is coming so until i see you guys again same time next week on create or die trying you know how we do it creativity is life and to create is the number one reason we are here that's my belief so keep doing that guys and i'll see you next week have a great week ahead all right all right everybody you're welcome to create or die trying with a guy it's so great to be back with you guys it's so good let me just get on the instagram there okay, let's check if instagram will get on Woo! ah it's been quite 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 a bit of time wow it's been a bit it's been a bit hasn't it i mean like six weeks now seven weeks eight weeks somebody well, how are you guys doing? I, I trust it's been an interesting period. How the lockdown isn't going for you in Lagos, particularly, and I think Ogo State. Because I thought a while this place where the lockdown is the east in Nigeria. Um, are you back to work here? Anybody? I mean, like some of us back in the regular studio and things. Um, I hope you're back at work. And then uh, even we have to do we're back at work at Isaac Studios, it's always with caution, right? So that means everybody comes in. With face mask and when you do come in you get sprayed all right not sprayed we just basically make sure we use hand sanitizers at all points in time and then we use less public transportation major social distancing moves i mean we're, we're limiting uh, uh persons who can be at the office to a, a minimum number at any point in time just just to maintain that less crowded thing i studios can get a little bit um crowded with people from time to time we get we get quite a lot of kids coming in and out and all that so one way or the other we have to uh, keep to all the advice that's been given by everybody in the medical uh, areas regarding COVID-19 Lashe T is joining on Instagram Lashe T Baba thank you very much for tuning in on Instagram all right so we have to follow all the rules that have been laid down by the NCDC and all the other governmental bodies on medical uh, situation relating to the COVID-19 pandemic uh, let's wear face mask going out those of us that have been allowed to go out in our various cities and countries uh, wear your face mask ensure you wash your hands regularly with soap and water and use the hardcore and alcohol based hand sanitizer even with that as well okay uh, if you can avoid it use less of public transportation and really try to go with uber if you can uh, to keep the number of people you're actually interacting with at any point in time low and also we don't need to say this now social distancing let's keep away from crowds okay for now it's just for a bit and we know things are not going to uh, go back uh, purely to the way they were when things is down but ultimately the new normal might be what will pay us eventually okay uh let me see i am timothy i say are you joining on instagram timothy thanks very much and semak joining also on instagram semak glad to have you here thanks very much for joining us uh, on, on on instagram our Facebook group are still sleeping. Nobody's joining us yet. Okay. Uh, it's good to remember that in this pandemic situation, guys, we can only... Let me, let me do something quickly. Aha. We can only, only win and get through this if we all work together. Okay? It can be a case of some people believing it and not, and then some people are obeying the things and all that are not doing that. See, let's stay safe. Whether you believe the pandemic is real or not, Stay safe. I mean, you wouldn't want to find out that it's real too late, would you? I mean, there's one thing to be cautious and find out that there was no reason, to, no need to be cautious. And another thing to not be cautious and find out, oh, I should have been cautious. That's a lot worse than the first one. So let's, let's just, I don't know, on the side on the side of caution, okay? And keep safe pending when these things will blow out or get resolved uh, eventually. Because I know. Uh, for most people, I mean, we all got tired of looking at the figures and the number of infections and all of that rising and all. And a lot more people are looking at um, development in terms of treatments and maybe a cure or a vaccine and seeing how quickly we can get that to go on. Okay, simply John J. Thank you very much for joining on Instagram. It's good to have you here. All right, so anyways, welcome to the show. Our first troop was lockdown. Uh, episode. I mean, this is the we've been doing uh, create at home with Sagai for I think like three episodes during the lockdown, and also it's my post lockdown beard. I think I've, I've reduced it by about I don't know four inches now. It's, it's amazing what can happen in six weeks. You know, if that's all 
all be laden issues at some point, okay? <laughs> anyway, quite a lot has happened in the last five months, and it's insane how much uh, things have actually happened. I mean, what would several online discussions about the comic book industry have actually had on Facebook? I mean, I, I monitored a lot of these discussions, and a lot has been learned by both the participants and some of us that are just viewing what is being said online. You know, the WhatsApp meeting that we've had that has led to new partnerships, the one million boys and my four nights of Batman duty, okay? <laughs> A lot of that, and uh, every other things in there. Um, I was working from home, almost like I wasn't even on lockdown. I mean, it's 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 it was quite almost as stressful as if I was on basic lockdown. And then making a short film with my boys while on the on the holiday in court. I mean, they get to see me at home fully for like six weeks, so it must have been a win for them. Uh, like that. So I'm going to make a short film that I'll share with you guys uh, shortly. And then generally just trying very hard not to go insane, not to like lose our mind because of the situation that was going on around us. Still, we are here today and we are okay. All right. Lockdown has been eased. A sense of normalcy is starting to return to some parts of the world and uh, Lagos particularly. For me anyway, I mean, I live in Lagos, so I feel that a lot. And I believe everyone's focused now on Let's find a cure for this. Let's see how we can treat this and make it faster for people to get out of the hospital. Uh, prayers out there go to all uh, the, the medical workers on the front line helping to deal with this and the researchers and scientists, uh, native and orthodox, who are busy looking for a way to get this thing treated and cured. Uh, may you find what you're looking for sooner than you expect it to happen, okay? We, we all are counting on you and we appreciate what you guys are doing out there, okay? So, but that's a uh, different discussion. But we're going to um, do a special broadcast and talk all COVID nineteen, okay? So that we can we can look at that when it, when it happens, uh, and then we share our thoughts and all. But today we are talking about the clients, the dark side. We are stepping into the dark side. You know, um, for us as creatives, it's easy to get uh, caught up in our own creative juice, okay? Our ever imaginative mind, all the things that we do, and forget the other part of things. So let's get into that particular talk today. Uh, the Mamode, the Mad Mode joined in. That would be that's Mamode, right? Mamode, thanks for joining us. And then uh, Repost Studios, uh, I'll see Rob Studios on Instagram, Rob Studios, and Simply John J. Thank you very much for tuning in, guys, on, on Instagram out there. So remember, the, the, the show is always a conversation, not a lecture. That means you can get your comments and contributions and questions on the comment section. I'll try to answer as much of them as I can, and perhaps somebody will learn from what you are sharing uh, in this, in this, on this platform and discussion right now. Now, the reason why we want to talk about um, clients for today's episode is this. All of this lockdown thing, COVID-19-ish situation, pandemic and all that, a lot of us are busy thinking about um, our craft, our skills, you know, what we know how to do and how we're going to maximize it and our strategy for post-COVID-19 situation, what are we going to do when everything ends down and all that. But how much of this, our considerations and strategy actually has the client at the core of it? I mean, how much of the client are we even thinking about, period? All right? I mean, we're thinking about what we're going to do with our new services, new services we're going to introduce, uh, new new charges we're going to have, new ways we're going to deal with rendering the service and the skill, new skills we have learned during the holidays. I keep calling it holidays. New skills we have learned during the lockdown that we're going to actually um, uh, try to make money from and, and try to squeeze as much as we can out of the economy right now. Because everybody around, all the economists are telling us to uh, brace for a recession and the fact that if you can keep money now, keep as much of it as you can. Now, when we hear that, we often think, okay, that means I get the money and I keep it. A part of us does not stop to ask, but to get that money, somebody has to give it to you. And that person is getting the same advice as you are getting. That person is getting advice to keep as much money as they can. So how is that not going to affect your own strategy to get money out of them? So you've got to keep them in mind when you're making your strategy for uh, a post-COVID-19 situation, okay? It's easy for us to get stuck in our own ideas, in our own creative use, uh, the imaginative mind we have, and all the craft, the skills, the dedication, that focus, and the direction we're going with it, uh, and all whatnot that we don't think about our clients, okay? The other side of the creative business, the people who actually pay our bills, okay? These are the people who ensure that we even have a business to begin with, okay? These are the people um, who, who's, who's, um, who, has, who are actually giving us money, who are paying us for our time and our skills to get things for them, okay? Uh, let me see, uh, we have uh, 
Osama Gita Blaze on Facebook. Osama Gita says, guy, I didn't feel in that program, but I've missed coming around. I know, I know, but brother, it's, it's been all kinds of shaky for everybody on, 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 on online right now. So we're just trying to make the best of what uh, we can do. Uh, someone once said, the client is king. Rep. Jordan Omogbe. Jordan, Tolu Oh, Thanks for joining the show, Tolu. Uh, I, I know. Yesterday was your birthday. I wanted to send you a birthday greeting, but I was at home and when I'm at home, the boy just completely take over. Okay, so I couldn't say that. Happy belated birthday, Chim, uh, Tolu. Happy birthday to you, bro. Uh, long life and prosperity and greater things would happen to you, okay? Keep rising. I No worry, we'll talk about your wrestling mode later on. Anyways, uh, my mother's uh, 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 quote in there, but someone said the, cost, the client is king. It's actually quite true. And people think when you say the client is king, that means you're saying that whatever they say goes, and then you should just listen to them. However, most of us don't realize that while the client is king, you are the vizier. Okay, you are the attorney, you are the OC, you are the general, you are the one that is going to help the king fulfill uh, the goals for the kingdom. All right, the king can only command it, the people, the people under him that actually make sure those commands get carried out. Okay, so Shemurukoya is joining in on Instagram. Baba, thanks very much for joining us on Instagram. I'm here to fight. Let's go, bro. I know you and I get fights, okay? Wait, is it you and I that get fight or you are fighting Corona? Please, let's know which one you are fighting so that we can direct you in the appropriate places. If it's me, you want to fight. We'll have to do this in person. We cannot do this online. It will have to be a physical fight. If I take it spiritually with you, you die. <laughs> anyway, so we're looking at the client side of things uh, for uh, for the topic today. These people pay our bills, and this is um, clients uh, that actually help make things happen. Yes, they are king, but exactly how do we approach dealing with them? There's, there's even one thing I should recommend for everybody uh, out there, book um, 360 Degree Leadership, about how to lead sideways, downwards, upwards, and all that. Meaning, the people that are actually supposed to be your superior, your king, how to lead them, okay? You can learn how to lead upwards, lead people that are above you, and people that are under you, and people that are on the same level as you are, okay? Show me, I'm not, see, I am I'm a COVID gentle person. I don't fight. For us to fight, we'll have to close physical distancing and get, no, I'm not going to get into that with you right now, okay? <laughs> okay, so... Yes, you're developing your plans. You need to put your clients in mind. Let me start from where Mahmoud dropped in, even though uh, that's going to be mentioned somewhere in the, in the thing we're talking about in here. Um, the client is king. Put that at the back of your mind, not in terms of the client superior to you, but in terms of the client is the one that dictates what they want. Your job is to ensure what the client wants gets done with your skills and knowledge, all right? The client is coming to you and saying, uh, General, I want to conquer that kingdom. Right, of course, the king doesn't know whether the kingdom has more firepower than his own kingdom, or whether that kingdom is filled with only children and women, or whether that kingdom even has anything that he can actually get in there, but he knows that he wants that kingdom. Your job as general is to say, these are the details. I've been to that kingdom, we've checked them out, we've seen this, we've seen this, we know exactly where their strengths is, where their weaknesses are, and this is how best we can attack them. Sir, I'm going to need 2,000 men, 1,000 bags of this, this and this and this to make this happen. I'll bring you that kingdom. Simple. Okay? That's why the king comes to you, so that you, the general who has the idea for warfare, can tell him what to do and how to achieve his goals. The goal, the, the, the key thing is the goal being achieved. I show what it says, clients are like women. They only know what they want when they see it. <laughs> My goodness. You are going into an area in there that you don't want to stay in. Show, 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 GQ. I'm warning you there. All right. There's something that people say also. And this is true for almost even um, uh, creatives at times. And that can come from having a very um, um, imaginative client or a client who knows exactly what they're looking for. They, they often are so. In, 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 uh, immersed in what they're looking for that they don't know what it, it is until they see it. They can't really describe it to you. And that happens, all right? That happens. That's why, okay, send me a draft or send me a review, a preview or send me a quick sketch. Let me see exactly where things are going. Oftentimes, you would even be surprised that you sit with the client from beginning to end to get what they want done. And at the end of the day, they tell you that's not what they want. Yes, I've experienced that before. It does happen. 
but that does not make them women now. Eh? I know a lot of men who have actually done exactly the same thing. So let's let's look at into that. Now Facebook, we got Edith uh, Oyegaka. Edith, baby, thank you very much for joining in it. And then Franklin Nikechiku as well as Kadi Yante are coming in on Facebook. Thanks very much, guys, for joining us today. Um, let me see. I have it. Okay. Okay. Ambassador says, uh, Mr. Shilbakov will leave women out of this. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I told you, Shil, we are starting trouble. You cannot actually contain. Maybe you can, but then try not to. All right. Uh, I, I, sorry, I cannot see the name. Ali Abdul. Ali Mati Abdul. Is that you? Ali Salam alaikum there. I hope person is going great. Okay. Thank you very much for joining the show. And then Mr. Ibri joining as well on Instagram. Thanks very much for being a witness. Okay. So going forward, what are the things you need to start looking out for from your clients right now? Okay. If you have not thought about these things before, know that these are the things you need to take note of when talking, dealing with your client. The first one I actually already mentioned, the client is king. All right. The client is king. If you get that in your mind and realize that your job is to be the vizier, to be the general, to be the chiefs that help communicate with the rest of the kingdom towards making the king's uh, um, the king's rules or the king's uh, uh, orders get carried out properly. You know, Yoruba has a proverb that if you send the message of a slave, you deliver it like a son. Okay? So while the king might say it brashly and say, you know what, destroy them all, kill them, do everything, you are the one that will know how to ensure that such atrocities don't get committed, but the king gets his kingdom any which way. All right? So keep that at the back of your mind, and you will probably be the most beloved of your clients. Okay? These are the kind of things that make clients keep calling people back. And you'll be surprised that if you gain the trust of your king, in quote, enough, very soon when something comes to the king to make a decision on, they will call you. What do you think? What do you think we should do? you go ahead and do it. Because you have carried out so much of their orders and achieved things for them, they trust your own decisions now. So they can literally leave it for you to decide. And when you get to that point with the client, you know you have won completely. Okay? You know you have won completely. Okay? And that is the goal for you as a creative or even as anybody running a business. To get to the point where your client is the one that's saying, which one of these do you think is the best to use? They have presented two designs. Just choose one that you think is best and use it. You know that it's like that's heaven. That's that's clients' uh, creative heaven with clients, okay? And all that. So, number one, uh, beyond the client's thing is uh, realize that the client is not paying you for your portfolio, all right? They are not paying you so that you can exp express your artistic skills for your own portfolio building. The client has a problem to solve and you are the one that can solve it. That's why they're coming to you, okay? Uh, what makes it being uh, professional delivery service for them is that um, they, they didn't hire you to make a cool piece, all right, <laughs> for your own thing. Uh, you're not, when you're working for the client, you are not an artist, okay? You are not that creative. You are not the creative. You are essentially a service provider, a solutions provider, somebody who's there to solve a problem for them. So your focus should be on solving their problem, not on just expressing your artistic skills. I've, and I've even had encounters like that with people who are, we have contracted with, you know. Uh, the client was a particular thing in a particular way, and then you are going way off because you think that might be better for the client to get than what the client actually requested. Um, not always the right way to go, okay? So drop the artist mentality. If you're a professional, your goal is to, um, to always be able to genuinely serve your clients first. Okay, that's what it means to be a professional creative. Your clients first, servicing your client first. So that's number one. Number two, no matter how rich your client is, they are always looking for a better deal. All right? Realize that no matter how good you are and no matter how rich your client is, they are always going to be looking for a better deal. More so now in this particular point, a period in time. Okay? Whether the deal you get ends up paying you or not is not the point. If the deal ends up paying you with the right kind of money that is paid for your services, fine. But know that the client only paid you because it suits them. It suits their budget. It suits their plans, not yours. Okay? So the primary thing is to realize that they, they are not out for you to uh, get a better deal. They are looking for a better deal for themselves. Okay? Now... More than ever now, with the COVID-19 situation and pandemic and all of that, 
your client is looking to save more money. So where they are able to pay several hundreds of thousands before, they might be looking to pay less, far less, like 50% lower than what they were paying before. Okay? Review your charges if you have to. Uh, review um, your negotiation tactics if you have to. Okay? Replan the way you approach your client. Uh, review what you add to the service to make it even more, how do I call it now, um, more of a package for your clients. You know how you just add some other things, so instead of just designing the logo, we're going to do your logo and then maybe a call card and letter thrown in for the same price as we always charge. What your clients feel as if they have gotten a little bit more than what they are paying for, and you know that that is going to inconvenience you far less than actually taking a pay cut from what you were collecting before. So you might want to start preparing for the possibilities of revising your charges or revising the way you negotiate with your clients. So know that your client is looking for a better deal at all points in time. All right? Just like you, your client is looking for a better deal. They don't care if it pays you. They care more about if it pays them. So number three, and this one uh, attaches to the, the, the prior thing we said about client being king. Um, your client is not stupid. Okay? Uh, they're not stupid about what they want. Uh, bearing in mind what you said about clients not knowing exactly what they want until they see it, that doesn't make them stupid. Oftentimes, it means they might not be able to articulate exactly what they want. And that has come on, now you're creative. You know how many things you have had in your head so wonderfully put together in your head, then when you try to achieve it, it just doesn't come out exactly as you envision it to be. It happens like that with clients. They know what they want in their mind, but they cannot tell you. Okay? And maybe that's why they're even coming to you. I mean, you are the one that's supposed to be to visualize things better. Like, come on. All right? Uh, Wizard Momo said, um, dealing with some clients requires a lot of patience. Listen, offer suggestions, and try to meet or even surpass their expectations. That couldn't have been said any better than I would say it. I'm like, that, that's just it. Okay? Yes, you need a lot of patience. And that's why we're talking about in here. And I'm going to tell you why patience is required. Okay? So your client is not stupid with what they want. Your job as a professional creative is to listen, clarify, and then diagnose a client's needs and problems before you prescribe a solution. Because, one, would you as a person like to enter the doctor's office and then uh, first, the thing, first thing the doctor does with you is you have, uh, give you two minutes of his time, write you up for a, a couple of painkillers, and then move on to the next patient. You just walk into his room and there's looks at you and writes painkillers and give it to the nurse and that's it and let's walk out. Or would you prefer when the doctor spends some time with you, ask you a few questions, analyzing your health history, look at you, check out your vitals immediately, and then prescribing a treatment? Imagine yourself as a doctor. And if you've ever been to doctors before, you realize how uh, patient they can be with their patients. Okay, um, that's interesting. All right, so uh, doctors... Uh, you look at patient, they will calmly listen to you. They will ask you questions about what you ate, when last you saw that, when last you ate this, how long have you been feeling this, do you have a history of this and that, they will check up your history when needed, what drugs are you taking presently. They want to know the background of the problem you are presenting them with before they begin to tell you how to solve it. All right? And I think we've had an episode on the show where we're talking about um, identifying real problems with clients. Okay, or even with any brief you are presented with, because oftentimes what is uh, presented to you is not the actual problem. The problem is an underlying factor, all right? An hungry person comes to you, says he needs money for food. The money is not the solution. The problem is not that this person needs cash. The problem is this person needs food. They are hungry, okay? And food doesn't have to be purchased with cash for them to get the food. You can share some of the ones you have. You can even uh, buy and give to them instead of actually uh, going ahead and saying, okay, here's the cash, walk away. Okay? So the goal is to make sure that you treat your clients with respect first. Understand that they know what they want. Your job is to help them articulate it. Your job is to find out by questions, by clarifications, by, uh, by even suggesting some extra things on the side to suggest if it might be this way, it might be that way, just to ensure that you get the core of what they are talking about and they are able to prescribe to them as a creative professional the best way for them to achieve what they are trying to achieve. Because why they come to you and say, oh, we want 3D animation uh, to um, teach our students about our programs and things. You'll be surprised that on further discussion, and this has happened, true story, all right, a client came to us with a 3D thing 
and said he wanted a, a 3D animation cost and things, and we were okay, already getting ready to start preparing the details for that. Then I just asked one question: Can you send a link of the closest thing to what you're trying to achieve? And then when the thing arrived, it was actually a 2D animated motion graphic work. I mean, we could have spent hours trying to prepare uh, briefs, details, costings, and timelines and things for a 3D project, only to find out that it's actually a 2D project. Okay, so it's best to ask the questions to get clarity on what the client wants by treating them with respect enough to know that they are not stupid. They are just needing you to help articulate what they want. Okay, your client is not stupid. Okay, we have um, Ade Kusibe Odufa and Uprising, the Queen, joining in on Facebook. Thank you very much, guys, uh, for joining us today. It's been quite a bit seeing you, Queen, and all. Okay, so now while doing that with the clients, part of the way you show that you respect your clients is to um, oftentimes you can give a counter idea about the solution your client wants. Okay, they, they think this is the right solution for what they want to do. Hear it out completely, get them, give them the best way to do that. Okay, even if you don't fully agree with it as a proper solution to what they want, then offer an alternate solution adapted to their own solutions. Okay, not throwing away their solutions completely because nobody likes to be told the idea is whack. Okay, and you're a creative, you know what we're talking about. Uh, being told that your design, I mean, the worst you can get is right in front of your client puts an X on a presentation. Like, oh no, we don't want this, we don't want this. Right there, I mean, it's, ah, it gets to you, okay? So that, that's the best way to do it. Listen to what they want, get it done right. I mean, look at it the best way you can possibly look at it, add your own spin to it then offer an alternate solution. Even if you are presenting finally what they want, they want it in red, and you think yellow will work better, present the red, and maybe in three pages later, the yellow, okay? Just for them to have an idea of what is possible with it. I know how many times we've had um, clients um, change their mind about the logo simply because we added an extra beyond what they actually requested for. You know, like, okay, what is this what you want, right? This color, this style, with all of this attached to it, fine. Now look at this one. With every one of those things, but some little extra things as well. And then we found out that that last one is the one the client wants. But now it looks like they are the one that suggested it, not, not us, so that, that works, okay? So, and also beyond all of this, why your client might not be stupid is the fact that they know a lot more than you think they know, all right? As a creative, it's easy for you to think that you know better than what you're about to offer to your clients. You'll be surprised, all right? You might be thinking, I see, what, what do you know? They're an engineering firm. The person I'm talking to cannot know anything about design now. I mean, what, what would you understand? You will be surprised at how much your clients really knows about what they're asking to do. So never underestimate them, okay? That's number three. Number four here. Know that your client has other options. Remember when we said earlier that your client is always looking for a better deal? Okay? Your client is always going to be looking for better deals. That means they have other options. It's that simple. Okay? Now, no matter what you think, maybe, sure, well, the other creative they will go to might not be as awesome as you, might not have as much skill as you, might not know as much about design, about the the particular area of creative endeavor that, 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 that they're asking for that you do, but um, they will be the one getting paid, not you, all right? That's just it. They will get paid, you won't get paid, no matter how awesome you think you are, no matter how ridiculous you think um, uh, the outcome of their, their endeavor with their other creative is, okay? They are the one getting paid, not you. And that even brings me to something I, I learned from uh, Baba on uh, Instagram. Uh, well done, Falaba, by the way. That's, if you can hear this, that is, you are doing an awesomely great work on, on your page on Instagram. I, lo I love what you're doing there. Now, he said something that I really liked, and that's about uh, regarding the clients having another option. Most of us creatives are quick to point out a badly done logo that was, uh, uh, that was done for several millions of Naira of dollars. And we're wondering, come on, we can do a better logo than this. Why would they pay? Oh, no, no, I can do it cheaper. I can do um, He says that, you know, why not, instead of looking at it that way, think about it. How, if somebody who's um, lower than you in design skills is able to co command millions of Naira for a, in quotes, bad logo, 
How much more can you get paid? All right? Why don't you look at it more as an up for your industry that if this so-called bad looker can get this much millions, then that means your awesome logo should be getting like double the price, right? So don't look at that as a step down for the industry when such things happen. It's part of that options game that the clients are paying. All right? While you might be the best designer in all of Africa, this guy is the one that the client is going with. Okay? Always keep that in mind. Your client has other options. They have people they could go to. They have things they could um, actually uh, ask for. Or people they could consult beyond yourself to get their projects done. Okay? All right, hold on a second there. I think we are, okay, yes, sorry. There was a little glitch there on Instagram. I hope we can get that sorted quickly. Just hold on a second. Oof. Uh, hope we don't lose our Instagram. Um, just a second there, guys. Okay, so I'm just trying to make sure uh, we are fully connected and powered in there. I don't think we're powered at all. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Okay, hold on just a second. Let me get the Instagram um, on. All right. Okay, so we're at number four, right? Your client has other options. Look at options that your client would have. Can you guys still see me on Instagram? No, 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 no. All right, can you guys see me on Instagram? Anybody who can just 